The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hashtag live reads. Let's go. Welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is Nicholas Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Happy Sunday. Yep. Happy Sunday to yourself. Doing good. Uh, wrapping up another win in week 22. Looking to get uh, going for playoffs. I made a big blockbuster trade last night in the, or this morning in the wee hours of the morning around 5 a.m. ish this morning. Oh. I get, traded um, Devontae's, Artemi Panarin, Patrice Bergeron, and Rope Hints for Elias Sorokin, solving a goaltending need there. I know you talked about it a couple times, how you thought it was interesting how I had one goalie for parts of the year. I acquired William Nylander as a winger, and to bolster my defense, I acquired Adam Fox to play alongside of Victor Hedman. Okay, okay. Not bad, not bad. That's a big haul, though. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. quite a big haul to give up. I think mm-hmm. Bergeron just got back, too, didn't he? Yeah, he just got back, and unfortunately today I was watching that uh, Islanders-Lightning game, and Sorokin did leave the game but with an apparent upper body injury is listed as day-to-day, so hopefully oh, he's screwed. not out too long. Oh, you're super screwed. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, the plan behind that... Right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. The plan behind that move is uh, my the person I made the trade with, he's now stacked up on forwards, and his term was he's going to use them as trade bait, but knowing our league, not a lot of the teams like to make trades in our league, so he's going right. to end up getting having to drop some of those guys where I can end up picking them up and bolstering my offense back up. Full disclosure, that person already has offered me Rupe Hints. So <laughs> I <laughs> they offered me Rupe Hints for uh, Alex Petrangelo. I said, no, nah, thanks. Kick, uh, kick rocks. That's your guy. Uh, you, Go see him Petrangelo. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I got to hold on to him. Those are my, those are my mm-hmm. cornerstones. Uh, you're, you're, you're kicking ass this week, 452 to 271. I'm up 264 to 315. So should mm-hmm. be closing in here. looks like I'll be moving up to standings all the way up to number three. Finally oh. get, getting that respect I deserve. I mean, you know, <laughs> third, third, in, uh, in points, you know, mm-hmm. predominantly all the season, but then, you know, constantly being in what most of the season I was like an eighth through sixth. Yeah. You had to work your way up like most of the I year know. this year. Everybody just loved having like their best days against me early on. Mm. Man, it's just annoying. Well, the worst part is, is, I was going to say, I just am worried about the way the standings will end up. If you fall number three, I might have to run into you in the second round. And the last time we played this season, you almost put up 600 points. It was a battle for sure. So little brotherly war would be interesting. And it's funny I mentioned that because I got a, you know, a Facebook memory of something you posted from five years ago of me and you playing in the championship back in 2017. Well, we've been doing that for, you know, a while. <laughs> that's a consistent thing. There was a couple of years. It was, I think it was like two or three years in a row we were in the finals or maybe maybe mm-hmm. one of those years we were, it was the semifinals, but mm-hmm. 
there was a there was a run there where it was like super consistent. Yeah, so much away from you. Mostly on my part. Um, <laughs> yeah, looking good today. Looking like I'm going to take home uh, that dub, get up in third. I want to get there so I don't have to face the guy that's ahead of you who just you know keeps mm. scoring points like crazy. But I don't know. Seems like he dropped a couple of decent pl- uh, players, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to jump into some waiver talk here. We got week 23 waivers. Most likely going to be the last week of your fantasy hockey season, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Some really good stashes, I think, that we're going to be covering today. First up, kind of just touching base with him, uh, Frank Vetrano. We talked about him last week, came over to the Rangers. He was playing on that second line with uh, Panarin and Strom. Now he's moved up to the first line with uh, Zabanajad and Kreider. It's looking pretty good. I'm not sure what he's done today. Um, he has I mean, two, he's only goals nine, today. Two, t- t- two goals today. Loaded mm-hmm. gun. There it is. Only nine percent roster. That's got that's got to be changed already by by now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have stat tracker loaded up yet. I know they were behind at one point in that game. The Rangers. Now they're up four three. Yeah, they were down three to two at yeah, one point. So. The Sabers were making a rush. I was watching that game and it was looking pretty good on both sides. I mean, Frank Fatrano. I mean, he's he's just putting it right into the script here for us, man. He's already got two goals today. He was already trending. What do you think? Pretty easy, right? Oh, yeah, this is uh, definitely pretty easy, especially uh, as far as we know, when we had him, he was 9% rostered. And if he's still around that mark, even a little bit higher, even if you get up to the 20% rostered, he's still going to be available in a lot of leagues. And I think someone playing alongside Chris Kreider, who's like a 40 goal scorer up there for one of the best goal scorers in the league this year, and Mika Zibinijad, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of room for him to uh, get some offense going. As he's shown today, I saw he popped in two quick ones and he looked really solid and He's also on the second power play, and I was actually watching that game before the show. He looked really good up there. He was getting a lot of shots, a lot of opportunities there. A um, couple of plays I saw off the draw, he was one-timing it right away. So he's got mm-hmm. that quick release on his shot. Looks really <laughs> solid. Overall, it seems like a slam dunk for sure. I know last week when we touched on the Rangers lines, there was a lot of things that uh, were different. Like I know Andrew Kopp was on the third line. He's bumped up to the second line. Martrano, like you said, was on the second line. Now he's up to the first line. And so I, I think he is that not exactly what I recommended last week? Correct I think that's exa- wrong. I think that's exactly what you said last week. Hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know if there was someone else in this lineup though, because I don't feel like I said to bring Lafreniere down to the third mm-hmm. line. It felt like it was somebody else, maybe that mm-hmm. is now maybe hurt or something. I, I don't remember, but I, I feel like that's that maybe it was Capo Caco at the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember Lafreniere in that, in that mixture, but I do remember saying to bring Cop and Fertrano up to the top two lines and spread out the scoring here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really like to see it. Cop's uh, uh, been playing well, uh, too. Fertrano is just readily available in fantasy. Uh, like we said, only 9% rostered. Even if he doubles that from today to tomorrow, only going to be at 20%. Uh, got uh, quite a few games this week, uh, the 29th, 30th, the 1st, and the 3rd. All really good matchups. Got a good game up against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Detroit's a good matchup. Islanders, Philly, yeah, really positive outco- or, uh, opportunities here uh, with those uh, teams that allow a lot of goals. Easy ad for this week. Uh, what do you think about these two guys for the Flyers, Joel Farabee or Kevin Hayes? Who would you rather pick up between the two? Both are trending since you know Claude Giroux has um, been traded. I like Kevin Hayes. I think he's definitely going to have a higher responsibility, a bigger role now that Claude Giroux is gone. I think all the centermen are going to have a more – uh, more responsibility in that lineup with Claude Giroux being gone because he was a mainstay there on that Flyers team for a long time. And uh, yeah, now he uh, you have Hayes on the second line, uh, Joel Farabee on the first line, and it's really just about the matchups and where they're uh, matching up with each other. I know uh, Kevin Hayes is 
paired up with uh, Hayden Hodgson, who was a young kid that looked pretty good over there. And mm-hmm. uh, Travis Konechny on the first line, you have Farabee, Vanerim, second Atkinson. So I think you can go either way, but I, I like Kevin Hayes for sure. They're both actually on the same power play together on that second unit, Travis Konechny. And uh, this team hasn't looked bad since Giroux's left. I mean, they've had a couple tough games, but I mean, just from watching them play, they haven't looked terrible. Um, they've been they trading go- wins and losses since Drew left. Mm-hmm, but it's better lost than where they've been all year. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. There were stretches where they're losing seven or eight at a time for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. I lean toward uh, Kevin Hayes here. Just simply looking at the, just the time on ice, he's playing you know a couple extra minutes uh, over Farabee, despite Farabee being that line one center, which I feel is kind of interesting. I don't know where that's mm-hmm. coming from. Farabee, though, has been pretty active. He, I think he's just played in more games this season. He has 14 goals and 17 assists and is a plus four, which is pretty solid, all considered, playing for the Flyers, You know, being one of the, mm-hmm. the teams that's allowed, you know, I think like top eight as far as most goals allowed this season. Right. Uh, Kevin Hayes, he's a minus six on the year. He's, you know, been more acclimated to the bottom six for most of this season here so i do like the opportunity for him and he's a guy yeah just playing more minutes i think that i would lean uh towards his way he's also more available he's just 12 percent rostered to farabee's 20 so more likely that he's going to be available so i'll take his upside if uh hayes was gone i would consider picking up farabee as well he gets the puck to the net he has uh was at 11 shots on net in his past three games so not bad there uh someone you might look at to maybe you know take some shots on goal props uh, kind of a similar situation here with the Canadians, Nick. Who would you rather have a trending def- defenseman for them since uh, Sherratt has left? You got D- uh, David Savard and Alexander Romanov. They're both playing together on that top pairing together. Um, Savard, 3% rostered. Romanov, 18%. They're both clicking at a much higher rate than their season, season average. Who would you rather have right now? I would rather have Romanov right now. Um, I really like the way he's playing. He is slotted on the second power play right now. And the second penalty kill, while in terms of special team Savard's only on the second penalty kill, Romanov, he looks like, I just from watching them play personally, he just looks a, like a lot better, a lot faster, gets the puck to the net. Savard, on the other hand, you have a veteran guy. You don't know where he's going to go with it. He put up a goal against Toronto. Really good job on that play. I saw him. He got right into the play, made some mm-hmm. offensive moves, something you don't see from a guy like Dennis Savard. But yeah, at the end of the day, I do like Romanov. Um, he is younger, and I think his point production um, has a little bit more consistency to it. A couple games where he goes without a point, but then he's starting to pick it back up, and he's staying positive. Well, Savard, on the other hand, only has three games under his belt. And uh, yeah, I would like to see more consistency out of uh, Savard before I'd make a move on him. And also, um, I would like to point out Romanov also has a lot more ice time like in that game that they play last mm-hmm. night against Toronto. He logged just over 27 minutes. So there's a lot of upside for this young kid. So give me Romanov all day. I agree with you. Uh, just better um, or bigger sample size, I should say. Not better, but bigger sample size. He's been doing it more consistently. Savard is coming back from injury, from an ankle injury. I'm not really that interested. Uh, I think I did have uh, Romanov at some point this week. He had a stretch where he had double-digit fantasy points, I think, in four straight games. Absolutely production that we're going to value, right? Definitely something that we're going to see. We're going to go out and go ahead and pick up. So he's a clear-cut uh, ad for me. Uh, Savard, I mean, if he, keep, he keeps sitting at this rate, it doesn't really matter how many minutes he's playing. You know, he does have two goals in his first three games back, so that's nice to see. Uh, but I think, you know, we would just like to see that bigger sample size. That's all. So I go with uh, Ramonov as well. Uh, what do you think about Sean Dursey? He was a name I think you brought up a, a week or so ago as well. Uh, 8% rostered right now. 
has a couple of really good games these past two outings, the 24th and the 26th. And realistically, you know, it's pretty so-so prior to that. But, you know, he's just had a couple of really good games here. Someone that you're uh, willing to bet on here in this upcoming week. He's got uh, one, two, three, four games this week. Yeah, I think he's someone that you can definitely bet on for sure. He is one of those uh, younger guys like Troy Stetcher that stepped up in that lineup and really made a big difference since Drew Doughty went. Drew Doughty started the year. He was out of the lineup, came back in for, I believe, 30 games or so, and now he is back out with no time will return. So then a guy like Sean Darcy has stepped up, and he's made a really big difference in the lineup. A couple really solid games. Um, I did watch him play in the Chicago game. He put up three assists in that game. Looked really solid. And the way I think of it, when uh, I'm looking at players to add, when I watch the games, I think of the players that the, I hear the commentators' names say the most. So if I hear the commentator saying, Dursey, 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 it's someone mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, I should maybe look at the way he's playing. And uh, he looked pretty solid in that game, put up a goal against the Kraken. His ice time is there. Um, he's getting a lot, some solid minutes, like I said there, uh, 23, 27 minutes. Um, and, uh, yeah, give me uh, Sean Dursey all day. I think definitely someone that you could stash away coming this week. Yeah, he's playing a lot of minutes. He's played, uh, what is it, 50 minutes in his last two games. That's pretty awesome uh, for a young player like him. Uh, doesn't really have back-to-back games quite of that um, volume. So mm-hmm. looks like he should be a solid start going forward, at least for this upcoming week. Uh, a couple of these matchups I really like, Seattle, uh, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. They do get Calgary on the 31st, but I think it'll be all right. I think he's a good start. Three goals, 20 assists on the season. He is a minus five, but he is playing for the Kings, so you got to be able to take those lumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up we have is uh, Jeff Skinner. Um, not really doing anything that different, you know, season long. He's averaging 6.8 uh, fantasy points. Last couple of weeks, 7.3, a small uptick. Uh, is he worth a look? He's only 22% rostered. I personally took a look at him today, someone just to get an ad drop guy in. And mm-hmm. so far, he's let me down. Uh, no. Negative three right now. He's a minus two with a shot on goal. And uh, they're down four to th- or three to four right now. But, I mean... There is some upside. Um, that first line in Buffalo, that Skinner, Thompson, Tuck line, they're a very solid line. You get a guy like Skinner, who's got the potential mm-hmm. to be really solid when he's playing with the right guys, is uh, playing with those two guys, doing well. Thompson and Tuck, two bigger guys. Thompson, I believe, is like uh, six, six or six seven, a uh, six seven centerman, I believe. And then Tuck, he's also a bigger guy, I believe, six three or six four. So playing mm-hmm. with two bigger guys, getting it done offensively. Um, as of late, um, power play, he's on the first power play unit, um, and he's getting some chances. And so today may not be the day specifically, but, um, yeah, I would maybe, I would take a look at Jeff Skinner. I wouldn't add him right away. I would take a look at him for sure. See if he's mm-hmm. someone that fits the mold of your team. Cause he also only plays left wing. So that's another big thing, but, um, a couple matchups against Chicago and Winnipeg in the next two games. And so I think there's some room in there to be able to produce, um, Chicago, we know all about them and, Winnipeg, uh, <laughs> they've been kind of on a downswing this year, not playing their best hockey. So a couple mm-hmm. opportunities there for Jeff Skinner to produce. So, yeah, someone I would definitely take a look at for sure, but not add right away. It's very kind of you for as much as he's hurting you right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess it's easier for you to say in a week where you're up by like, you know, 180 points, but whatever. Yeah, this, uh, today's been terrible for yeah, you're like, oh, he's hurt me. It's like, yeah, he's not really hurting you. Mm-hmm. I see it minus three, or he's minus two on the ice, one block. Yikes, not, not the best performance here. I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to be matchup oriented. I think you hit it on the head there. Maybe you try to grab him for that Chicago matchup, maybe Winnipeg. 
know, Nashville, I think, is still okay. Florida, at least you get them at home. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. kind of making excuses for them at this point, but uh, it's not someone I would necessarily be interested in. I like Alex Tuck a little bit more, Thompson a little bit more. I just feel like he's kind of picking up a little bit. He has these three goals in these last three games, but then there's a huge stretch where he doesn't have any production at all. So I don't know. I'm going to stay away, I think. Um, I've had a couple of dabbles with him this season, and I'm pretty confident they were similar to your experience. So I'm going to stay away. Buyer beware. All right, next up here, we've got uh, Kyler Yamamoto of the Edmonton Oilers uh, playing on that top line with McDavid and Evander Kane, but still only 24% rostered. Uh, He's been scoring quite a few bit of goals here, Nick, but in his last game, he was a minus two and minus four in our fantasy box score. Uh, You willing to jump in here? I mean, it seems like that was just kind of like an offset. It was a nine to five loss. I don't expect Mm -hmm. that to be the case uh, night in and night out. Yeah, I think there's uh, some upside for sure playing alongside Connor McDavid. Obviously, he's going to do decent. Um, Evander Kane, he's up there. He's doing decent. Um, I think you had Evander Kane at one point. Not 100% sure, but I know he's kind of bounced around the league. Yeah, so he's been doing well, uh, bounced around the league. I think Yamamoto will be similar to that. Um, I mean, yeah, the last game is definitely just uh, one of those games where you can't do anything about it. It's just a weird one in 9 to 5. He scored! Oh, he Skinner? just scored. <laughs> he just scored. I tie, love that for me. Tie ball game. <laughs> tie ball game. I was literally, I was watching on Stat Tracker. I was like, oh, he got a shot on goal. Oh, he's not negative anymore. Hey, he's got a goal. Hey, all right. <laughs> right on the nose. Jeff Skinner. And, and by the way, not that long ago, uh, Joel Farabee also scored a goal. So, you know, just, just saying, just saying. Mm-hmm. I know we were both on Kevin Hayes, but Farabee, he's, he's, he's trying to speak up on this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, back to the topic of Yamamoto, um, playing alongside McDavid, getting a lot of ice time, a lot of uh, opportunities. Um, the last game, I think, is just uh, one of those games you can't do anything about a 9-5 to loss to Calgary. Like That's not going to happen every game. You won't see that too often. Right. But um, no, I mean, I like him, and I think he's only 24% rostered. His uh, production makes him worth an ad for sure, and his uh, ice time with McDavid definitely adds some uh, strength to his cause. Yeah, absolutely an opportunity that you want to bet on, you know, just on that top line with McDavid and Kane. Kane's been doing really well. I know, yeah, he's been bounced mm-hmm. around our fantasy league, uh, actually, in quite a few teams. I think three or four of us have owned him now. Um, for some reason, he, he was just getting dropped on, you know, a couple having a back-to-back nights off or something. We People just chasing points. Right. But, uh, yeah, that line's been hot. I think uh, Yamamoto is definitely worth a look. Like you said, only 24% rostered. Obviously, McDavid going to be like 99, 100%. Kane probably in the 70s to 80s right now. So uh, buy in on, on that top line while you still can. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from the live reads, and we'll get right back into the waiver wire talk uh, right after this. Are you looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. And be sure to check in on the WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. WinBet offers better prices on select games during this period. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present present in the state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. 
We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is in full swing, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every tournament, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Then after you make the purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Dave from Chicago purchased a $100 80-1 North Carolina championship ticket on PropSwap in January and then resold it for $500. Use promo code SGP when you make your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Hashtag live reads. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad for our first go around, right? Not too shabby. Yeah, this is, this is pretty solid. That was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. You guys let us know on Twitter you know, who, who you thought did a better job. We'll, 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 we'll see, what, uh, see what everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, back to this waiver wire talk. Next guy up we have is uh, Evgeny uh, Dadanov of the Vegas Golden Knights. Looking really good. He's playing on that top line with Eichel and Nick Roy. Uh, production has just been there, super consistent. His last you know, four to six starts uh, has multiple points in his last two games, has, what is it, three, four, five goals in his last four starts. Uh, he's looking really solid, only 9% rostered. I don't know why he's still flying under the radar. What do you think here? Yeah, I think he's definitely someone that you take a look at for sure, like you said, playing on that top line with Eichel and Roy. And the other thing about Vegas is they're playing with a sense of urgency right now, if you will. Um, they're sitting outside of the playoff picture, and so they need everything they can get, everything they can get going offensively, defensively, and in the standings to be able to make it into that playoffs because uh, that central division is making it very tricky for a team like Vegas to make it in because you have teams such as Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas. Even Winnipeg's in that mix over in the Central and the Pacific. Like we have uh, Calgary, um, Edmonton, LA is making a good push. So, uh, yeah, I think you'll see Vegas playing with a sense of urgency and showing seeing an uptick in their play. And uh, it's shown for sure they've won their last two games. And in those games, Dadnov has recorded a goal and an assist in one and a goal and two assists in the other. But even mm-hmm. before that, um, he recorded a goal uh, against the Kings, two goals against uh, the Florida, and yeah, uh, yeah overall it was, down. Mm-hmm. It was seven goals in his last nine games is what it is. Yeah, so overall he's looking really solid. I believe I added him one night. He looked pretty good for me. Um, but yeah, he's definitely someone that I would stash away 100%, especially coming into his uh, schedule here. He's got an mm-hmm. extremely favorable schedule. I think one of the more favorable schedules on of guys on this list. They play Seattle on the 30th and the 1st, and then they mm-hmm. play the Canucks the 3rd and the 6th. And while the Canucks are starting to play better, that Vegas offense is still something. And so right. uh, I really like those matchups for him, and I think there's a lot of room for, to produce for him. And yeah, at only 9% roster, I don't know why that his numbers aren't going up for sure in terms of... I, I think the ownership rate is definitely going to increase this week for that point exactly that you made, those mm-hmm. matchups, Seattle and Vancouver. I feel like there's going to be a lot of offense this week. This uh, week 23 plays through until the third. So he actually only has three games because there's going to be a three-day layover on the back-to-backs for Vancouver. There's mm-hmm. only a two, uh, two-day layover from the Seattle game. So they're going to spend back to... They're going to spend a whole, pretty much the whole week in Seattle, uh, it looks like here. So they should be getting comfy up there. Should be a lot of uh, production available for him. I'm expecting him to continue this run. Uh, like we said, seven goals in his last nine games. It's looking really good playing on that top line with Eichel and Nick Roy. Uh, well, just a quick juncture here to jump in. 
the Penguins 10 to 2 over the Red Wings right now. What the what? They've got a touchdown and a field goal. Well, what? Two. Well, Malkin I saw has, Malkin has four points. He's got three goals and one assist. <laughs> well, so before we went, we went live, I saw it was six to one in the second period, but ten to two. Ten to two. Pouring wow. it on. Nadelkovic just bleeding out goals. Well, they put. I in feel like picker. Picard started. I I feel like he started and he let in four, and then Nadelkovic let in six. I mean, man. No, they uh they started Talk- that. And uh, I was surprised because it was a back-to-back situation where they started him because they played last night. And it showed right away because he let in six goals like uh, within the first half of the game. They put in uh, Pickard, and he's not doing anything else. But, yeah, 10-2. to two. So they did um, start Nadelkovic in this game? They did start Nadelkovic, which was Holy very surprising. mother of mercy. 15 saves. Or, I'm sorry, nine saves on 15 shots against. Excuse me. Oh, my. Yeah, it's Jeez. it's a it's a vicious sight here in Pittsburgh. Oh. My goodness, they wanted blood. Oh yeah, I don't know if they thought it was two thousand and six again or what, but man, they've had a five goal second period. Hey, Nadel- no, Nadelkovic mm-hmm. is in now. He just made a save. Did they put him back in? I I don't I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I, because, I was that's why I was saying I was like wonder if Picard started. Well, because I can check that right now. Because uh, uh let me see. Uh, Detroit, Detroit. Um, yeah, Nadelkovic did start, and so they put Weird. Pickard in, and now they put Nadelkovic back in. Wow, it's that bad. Go clean so, up yeah. what you started. And yeah, I'll confirm Pickard's numbers really quick, but he wasn't doing anything spectacular when he was in. Yeah, he came into the game, and... Oh, he, he had nine in. saves on 13, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, they pulled... Either he got hurt, or they... Pulled him out. Well, they have they have Grice, so they, they could throw him in there. Well, Grice is out right now. I don't know his name's here on the lineup sheet. I don't know why then. Yeah, that Smith is under Jari, and then they have Grice mm-hmm. under Picard. I don't know. Anyways, let's get back. Let's get back to it here. I thought that was interesting to note. On we also have a couple of tie games. We got Buffalo and the Rangers at four four. A couple minutes left in the third. Philly and Nashville tied up now three to three. Like we mentioned, our our boy Joel Farabee tossed in a tossed in a goal. Who's doing stuff for Nashville? No one's really doing stuff for Nashville. All right, moving on. We got Logan Thompson, a trending goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. Only 10% rostered. Everybody hurt. Rasat's hurt. Leonard's hurt. They got Logan Thompson and some dude that I've never heard of. What's his name? Don't tell me. Pantera? Patera? What is it? Pantera? I don't know. What is it? Uh, I, I don't even know. I haven't. I, oh man, you're you're the person I expected. Well, I that. thought I thought Brassois was out because now you're digging deep into the system here. It's uh, yeah, Patera. Pantera. <laughs> we'll call Patera. him Pantera. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is I saw his name at a glance. I was like, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of that person, but mm-hmm. that just makes me love Logan Thompson even more because <laughs> I know who he is. Some other people know who he is. He's ten percent rostered, eight eight plus in the last day. He's winning some games, and when he's not, he's you know still getting pretty decent production here. Seems like a like home run buy to me if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I don't see any reason why you don't add uh, Logan Thompson because I don't know how long Brassois is out for. I know Leonard; uh, it's possible he might be out for the year. But um, yeah, Logan Thompson looks pretty solid. He's getting points in the games that he is playing, and I also don't see them giving Pantera over there too many starts. And uh, it, this actually reminds me of the situation that they were in in their first year um, 
when they first came to the league, it was like Flurry was out, and I can't remember his backup at the time, but he was out, and I think they were pulling from like the ECHL. They had some guy, what was his name, Dylan Ferguson. He was their goalie, so it's looking like a situation like that. You bring in a guy like Logan Thompson, hope for the best, and uh, they're doing just that. He's playing solid hockey, and uh, yeah, at only 10% roster, I would definitely add him because uh, he's going to get a lot of starts coming down the stretch here. Again, like we said, they got some favorable matchups with uh, Seattle twice and Vancouver twice, and mm-hmm. I don't see them starting Pantera too much. Like I said, so well, yeah, they don't they don't have back to backs. That's the thing. Is like they get mm-hmm. a couple of days rest. They get two days rest, two days mm-hmm. rest, three days rest. I mean, I gotta imagine this Patera fella is going to start one of these games. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you're really desperate and you know you want to watch these these lineups daily, like you should be doing here down the stretch mm-hmm. of the season, Mister. Yuri Patera or Logan Thompson should be a solid option for you. Another little bit of upside. They've got Alec, uh, Alec Martinez back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so, your guy bad. last year. Yeah. I thought he was going to be my guy this year. He's, he's got a minutes limitation. So not someone I'm suggesting to go pick up just yet. So maybe he'll make next week's show. All right. Next up, we got uh, Trevor Moore of the Los Angeles Kings, only 12% rostered. I believe he's on line two, which I don't think should necessarily scare people. I know most of the time we're always mm-hmm. like finding like the deep waiver guys, top production, mm-hmm. top lines, but he's playing alongside Ardvinson and Deneau. Both those guys get the puck to the net. Deneau always looks to dish the puck to either Moore or Ardvinson. He's more of a distributor. Moore's been looking good, playing a lot of minutes. Uh, this one seems easy. I mean, he's got, what is it, five points in his last five games. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Any Any argument here? Yeah, no argument against it. Uh, Trevor Moore, young kid, playing in the second line. Um, he's with Deneau and Arvidsson. Deneau, he's been solid this year as long as well as Arvidsson. Um, he's on the second power play with Velarde, and he's getting mm-hmm. that special teams time there. So, uh, yeah, that's a slam dunk for me. No argument whatsoever. I say snag Trevor Moore all day. Only 12% rostered. Definitely going to be available in your league. Definitely someone that uh, you can stash away for the playoffs coming up here. He's a plus 20 on the year. I did not know that. It's a plus 20. So it's pretty plus solid. 13 goals, 28 assists. Not too shabby. I'd say so. Playing for the Kings in his last five games, he's a plus four. So, I mean, he's climbing, keeping it steady. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Next up we have is uh, Cody Cece of the Edmonton Oilers, only 7% rostered. Coming off a really bad night. The 9-5 and, nine and five loss, minus 5. But prior to this minus 7.10 game, he had a really solid run. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like super consistent, 6.8, 9, 4.9, 13.9, 13.12.8. I mean, that three-game run right there alone is, I mean, well worth it. 6.8, 9.7, 4.6, 4.8. I mean, I feel like we can forgive him. Apparently, no one else has. <laughs> right. I, You know? Mm. No, uh, looking at that game uh, the other last night, it makes me laugh because... <laughs> He only played 15 minutes and was a minus five. And I had dry. It's not ideal. It's yeah. not ideal. I had dry title in that game and he scored a hat trick, but he was still a minus four. Like that's, that's what just is, a, you know what? I have to look up that game now because I need to find out what Kale Yarncork did because we were talking mm-hmm. of Kale Yarncork quite a bit. And if he had mm-hmm. some big, massive nine on that nine, five, mm-hmm. nine, five victory, I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bonkers. So but continue, continue part- though with, uh, with CC. Yeah, before I get into that, I want to point out the best part about that matchup was uh, one of the teams in our league had Koskinen and Markstrom. 
which Yoncourt didn't do anything. <laughs> but uh, no, Cody CC looks solid up until this uh, unfortunate turn of events against uh, the Calgary Flames. Uh, the, the Oilers have been clicking at a high rate, um, getting some wins down the stretch. CC is contributing to that. Um, all about him. Um, yeah, just only thing about it was just that one game. And uh, I don't think you give up on him yet. I think there's still uh, some gas in the tank for him playing along the on the first pair with Darnell Nurse. Um, and he's not getting any special teams time, but still playing alongside <laughs> Nurse on the first deep pair. The Oilers mm-hmm. look like they're starting to pick it up as of late. Um, Want to make a serious push for the playoffs. They made some moves getting a guy like Derek Broussard. And so, yeah, fire up some uh, Cody Cece all day. And at only 7% rostered, he's someone that you can definitely uh, snag for sure, whether you're looking for a hold for the playoffs or a daily mm-hmm. fantasy ad. Definitely someone you can get in Cody Cece. Absolutely. And I love the matchups this upcoming week. He has four games, Arizona, L.A., St. Louis, on the road against Anaheim. All really good matchups for the Oilers. Should be plenty of scoring opportunities. Uh, I Yeah, I feel like this last game is an outlier. Yeah, it would suck if you were starting him, but I feel like he's a trustworthy player going forward, especially being a top pairing. Lots of minutes, lots of opportunity. Let's go. All right, last up here we have is uh, Jake Allen. He's back from injury. He's been playing really well. Another really good trending option, maybe even – more so of a better option than Logan Thompson? Who would you rather have between those two? Mm, I'd probably have Jake Allen. I think Jake Allen's definitely going to see more a higher volume of shots for sure. You look at the game they played against uh, mm. Toronto, and I watched that game. It was a good game. But he saw 51 shots, made 49 saves. Like game before that against Florida, he gets the loss, but he still gets 10 fancy points and 38 saves. Against Boston, he's 43 uh, shots. A uh, guy that he's very similar to in terms of that uh, statistic is a guy like Scott Wedgwood when he was over in Arizona. Even now that he's on Dallas, um, he's one of those guys that would he wouldn't always get the win, but he would see all those shots, make those saves, and so he would have a solid uptick in fantasy points. So yeah, Jake Allen, he's definitely in a good spot over there. He actually is not starting today um, since he played last night. Samuel Montembeau was in net against Montembeau. the New Jersey Devils. And... <laughs> So, yeah, I think Jake Allen's definitely a good option. I think his play is definitely showing that he's going to get a majority of the starts. And uh, coming up on the schedule, yeah, you got Florida, Carolina, Tampa, and Ottawa. A lot of shots to be taken, a lot of saves to be made, and a lot of points to be had for Jake Allen. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, he does have a little bit more competition for starts over Logan Thompson. Montebo, you know, someone that is mm-hmm. on our radar. Yuri Patera. Not so much. So, so, uh, yeah, I guess I'll lean Jake Allen here as well. Um, Canadians give up a lot of shots. They sold out on some defense at the trade deadline. So, obviously, they're you know they they know who they are. You know they're 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 not trying to make any runs right now. And so, a uh, little bit of extra opportunity going up against them. They've been trading wins and losses these past couple of games here. So, I think Jake Allen is definitely worth a look. The production is there. Uh, consistently over double digit points. The past four starts here should be the same going forward. Uh, and like you mentioned, those matchups, Florida, Carolina, Tampa Bay, I I mean, one of those nights feels like a landmine. You're going to have to kind of feel that out because um, there could be one of those nights where he lets in, you know, four or five and the team can't mm-hmm. you know, necessarily keep pace with, you know, say, Florida or Carolina. Mm-hmm. I, I the feeling they might be keep up with Tampa a little bit, just a little bit. Tampa's still trying to kind of figure themselves after the deadline still. Uh, a couple more games, they might have a little more experience under their belt in that regard. But I think they'd... Uh, have plenty of offense in that game, I should say, even on the road mm. against Tampa. Right, for sure. All right, cool. Well, that's all the uh, time that we have for today's show. Nick, do you have anything to share before we head out? 
Yeah, check me out on Twitter, Face Off with OZ. Talk about fantasy hockey, hockey in general, sports betting, fantasy options. Feel free to shoot me a message about any questions regarding anything hockey, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Yep, same here. You can find me on the Twitter machine at T-I-T-T-H-J-B, and be sure to follow the Sports Gambling Podcast at Gambling Podcast. Take care, be well, and be good. And if can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.